I pause for a moment to eat a few more bites of the rapidly disappearing concha. The sugar and the caffeine helps ease the constant headache, though they don't relieve it entirely. So, finally, we headed out to Mustang for Father's Day. Lacing his fingers behind his head, the G-Man leans back in his chair. Do you really think River was okay with Rooster after this? I think that depends on what you mean by okay. Did he ever condone what Rooster did and does? No, not hardly. Rooster is a Marine, with ways of looking at things that no non-military person will ever completely understand. But understanding more of Rooster's way of thinking, and knowing that Rooster heard what River was saying helped a lot, I think. I shrug a little. Compromises are an important part of teamwork. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they were packed into their RAV4, their new rental vehicle, and were heading south out of Yuma to Mustang for Father's Day. It is about one o'clock after your meeting with Francis Abril, and you drive to the one main road that goes into Mustang. What is everyone's feeling as they're getting closer to Mustang? I've got a bad feeling about this. Quinn is definitely anxious. Do we even have a plan? I mean, the closest thing that I have to a plan is find out what's going on with the theater. But... You realize they're gonna know we're outsiders the second we get anywhere close to Mustang. It's not like there's an easy way to slip into town. It's not like hiding in Yuma is going to protect us. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that unless we want them all to know that we're coming from Yuma and we're gonna come crashing the party. Oh, we're not crashing any party. We're just observing. And if they don't want outsiders there, then they will tell us so. Great. All right. Despite how calm Rowan sounds, she has she has her necklace out and, and the medallion is moving just super fast. She's stimming hard. She is quite anxious. Adrenaline up, heart rate up. Just She has no idea what we're about to walk into and all of the possibilities make her just unhappy. But her voice is calm. As you drive into town from the main road, Akron Road, you see that there's quite a few cars parked alongside the road on the main strip here. And there is a banner overhead that says Happy Father's Day. And a lot of people, 200 to 300 people, are milling about in the parking lot alongside and behind the theater. It looks as though that there's a festival. There is uh, a couple food trucks here. You can hear some some music being played. You even see a bounce house castle. Oh, in a hundred degree, themed. in hundred degree heat. I've done that. It sticks. It's terrible. Boing, and then you realize you left the first two layers of skin. But the kids don't seem to mind. Is it pirate themed? Is the bounce house pirate themed? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Cool. Of course. Mm-hmm. Does it look like everyone attending the festival, like, knows each other? Are they interacting in a way that it's more like a family reunion rather than a public festival? You get the feeling that it is almost a family reunion. Like, there are a lot of people here that are broken up into different groups. You guys haven't stopped and parked and checked things out, but at initial glance, you see that there's multiple small groups of people. There is a a few tables that seem to have like raffle and goods and, and, you know, other things that are, that are there. Is anyone looking at our car? No one really seems to have noticed you at this point. All right. Let's park not right in the middle of this, maybe? Yeah. So it's a little easier to drive out. Yeah, I agree. And uh, before we get out of the car, did anyone else see the two that I told you I knew from Brazil? No, I didn't. Quinn shakes her head. Uh, I don't know what they look like. All right. Well, I'll keep an eye out. 
but just watch for white supremacist tattoos. Hmm. Well, I know what those look like. There is a live band playing in the background, as well as, you know, as crowds and people kind of uh, milling around at this place. You find a parking spot not too far away. Not too close, but also not too far away. So if you need to make a hasty exit, it really wouldn't be too hard to beat feet back to the RAV4. And I'll verify before stepping out that my Kevlar is hidden by my blouse. Yeah, it looks like pretty good. I mean, if somebody really, you know, looks in, then they might get an idea. So are you guys going to head off to the Bazaar Bazaar? Towards that direction, you know, if we had to, like if it looked weird for us to join the festival right away, there is like that dollar store next to the theater. So we could kind of pretend like we were, we needed to stop to get supplies there and then just happened upon the festival as opposed to we are here for the festival. So, you know, we'd want to gauge if we're getting looks if we just start approaching. Quinn would also want to check out the plates on the cars to see, you know, how far people have traveled to come to this festival. I actually just remembered, isn't there a marine printing company or something in Mustang? Yes. I want to come from that general. Like, how far is that to park near there? Quite far. Now, granted, the town's not very big, but it's far away. It's at the northern edge of town where you're right smack dab in the middle of town. If you're looking at the map, it's marked number one in the upper left-hand corner. So I want to at least go over there and make a show of looking like we're coming from there. And now we're going to go check out this random festival. Okay. We had been told previously that people don't come out to Mustang as outsiders unless they're going to the Marine Printing Company. So you, you know, adjust your route and you walk in from the west, pass by the dollar store with Quinn's idea of, hey, there's a dollar store here. Maybe that might not be a bad idea to stop and look. As you get to the parking lot of the movie theater, there's quite a few people here. Like I said, there's about two or 300 folks and no one seems to necessarily be paying you any mind, at least not something that's super conspicuous. Rooster, you, your eyes go to the rooftops. You don't see anybody on the rooftops. But you do see there is a projector set up. It looks as though that it is going to be projecting some kind of films or movies onto the back wall of the movie theater where the entry door is. I also want to get a look around where are the entrances to the theater. The only viable entrance to the theater is on the back wall. The other entrances are all boarded up. Hmm. And the back wall is where the projector is, and there's lots of people there. Yes, there's, they're going to be projecting movies onto that back wall. There's actually a list of movies that they plan on showing as soon as the sun goes down. Looking at the list, it's probably going to be playing until dawn. I'm just going to take a wild guess. Creature from the Black Lagoon, The Abyss, Poseidon Adventure. What was that 80s mermaid one with Daryl Hannah? Splash. Splash. Yeah, I'm just taking a wild guess. It's all a list of things like this. You didn't name the ones, but you've got the theme right. (laughs) It's going to start off with Jaws, then go into the Perfect Storm, then go into the Sea Beast, then to the Yankee Clipper, then to Jaws 2, then to the Crucible, and then before dawn, they're going to do Shutter Island. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, all we need now is Wicker Man thrown in. Seriously. Those that are pop culturally sensitive, <laughs> I do not believe that there is a skill in this one, but um, everybody give me a intelligence check. Sweet. Pop culture. Wait, there's a game with a pop culture skill? Actually, this game has a pop culture skill too. It's one of those extra skills that you write in on the side. Uh, yay, we actually get to roll dice tonight. Success, 47 out of 70. Hold on, what is my intelligence was that your dump stat? Yes. It's a 50, and I and I rolled a 50. Excellent. Nice. I got a, a 66 out of 70. We got two. Excellent. So, as I mentioned earlier, if you roll your stat, that's considered a critical success. So I got a 35 out of 75. River and Quinn, you guys recognize that these movies are... Actually, everybody recognizes these movies are all filmed and are about Massachusetts. That's why the creature from Black Lagoon is not on here, nor is the Abyss. Makes sense. 
they are not filmed or about the area around Massachusetts. That's what you see. There is the desert shrimp taco truck that is here, as well as the lobster lady lobster roll food truck. Quinn's stomach actually starts grumbling. (laughs) She knows she's on mission, but... I'll glance at the lobster truck and murmur sotto voce. I wonder if that's cannibalism. Something to lighten the mood because I'm on edge and I imagine everyone else is too. And Quinn was like trying to look at the plates since the since the street was parked with so many cars. She wouldn't think that it's just Mustang people because some of those people probably could have walked to the festival rather than having to drive. There's certainly not 150 cars here. So a lot of folks did just walk to the festival. But there's a fair share of them that are not. Um, Most of them are Arizona plates. Some are the older Arizona plates and not the newer ones on the older vehicles. You do see one of the plates is from uh, a Massachusetts plate. There is an Alaska plate as well as a couple California plates. I should probably make a comment about that. Some people had quite the drive to this festival. I certainly did. I'm looking at the Alaska plates. They're a long way from home. Before we go get food, I'm going to look at him and go, Lobster rolls are from Massachusetts, Boston, and the desert shrimp place is here. This seems very thematically on point, as delicious as they were. Are we sure that's a good idea to eat more of them? Well, if we're going to be here for a while, which we may well be... Getting something to eat isn't a bad idea. But let's wait and see. So Quinn is going to also try to just discreetly look about to see if she recognizes, like, any of the teenagers. Okay. Give me a alertness roll. Actually, is every, everybody is kind of keeping on, ed, on edge and looking for things in particular? Yeah, looking for anybody we recognize, anybody with funny features. Okay, go ahead and give me an alert uh, alertness roll, everyone. Yeah, and I'm also looking for any any of the faces that I would have seen in the California branch, because there's California plates here. And I'm looking for the Brazil guys. Quinn failed. Don't think I got that. Nope. I get the check alertness. Ooh. Am I really the only one who got it? A 29 out of 50. I got a 67 out of 62, and I don't have luck oh. to spend. And I only had the base. I got a 93. You know, that lobster roll smells really good. Like I said, Quinn's stomach is grumbling, so she's a little distracted. She also, like, did don that baseball cap, and she kind of has it low. I mean, she knows it is probably useless, but she's trying to at least hide her face a little bit. So that probably is obscuring a bit of her vision. Sure, we'll blame that on on the, the bad dice roll on on the. I'm hat. just saying it goes. It makes sense. It does. <laughs> it fits. It fits perfectly. Yes, absolutely. And what was it that Rowan was looking for? Oh, you're looking for locals or non-locals. I was also looking for anyone that I recognized from the video or anyone that is directly connected to the Abril House that I'm aware of. But also, I'm looking for anyone from the California branch of the Esoteric Order of Dagon. So you do see who you believe to be Rodrigo Callas. He is 6'4", 300 pounds. He's a large human being. He's actually dressed in a Hartford Whalers jersey. You know, he's talking to a few friends or a few people that are there. So he sticks out. You don't see anyone at this moment in time from, you know, the California branch or from where when you were kidnapped. You don't think that you do but just something doesn't seem right. As you're walking and looking around, the smell of seawater, faint seawater, hits your senses. You look to your left and you see that there is a tent. The tent has candles and various rocks and nautical-themed tchotchkes and wind chimes, but you can smell the seawater coming from this tent. There is also a fan blowing out of the tent, and there are misters about. My body language tenses up a bit before I forcibly make myself settle back into a semblance of normality. Not directly looking over in that direction, and like that smell. I say very quietly, just so whoever's closest to me can hear it. What smell? Do you remember how the stationery store smelled? That and I'll jerk my chin over at the tent. It's a very particular sort of cave dankness that you don't forget. 
you won't be surprised at what I'm capable of forgetting. That's fair. There's something about that tent that's... I feel like it's important, and I'd like to stay away from it, but I feel like it's important. There is another tent with nautical and beach scene arts and prints that are up, and there is a picture of uh, Albemarle Marsh there with some flowers and in memory of written across the top and the dates of his birth and 2021, the year of death. When was he born? Was it? Does it seem like a normal lifespan? I don't need you to give me a specific year. <laughs> he was just shy of 95. Okay. So he would have born in about 1926? Yes. All right, that's fine. It was more of a, is this a superhuman lifespan kind of thing? I was wondering. No, but you think about how old his, his youngest children are. They're pretty young. Yep. Well, biologically, that is doable. Also think about, I was assuming that this was Albert Marsh's child, but Albert Marsh was still in the annex then. It still might be his child. Mm-hmm. It's entirely possible that they didn't get everyone. Didn't the awesome old woman hint at them having conjugal visits or something, or am I remembering something completely no, wrong? No, you're not remembering wrong. She did mention that there were some things that they had to kind of keep them from doing because they did some debased acts. So yeah, conjugal visits could certainly have been possible. Let's just say it. Fish sex. It was fish sex. And Rooster just actually says that out loud out of yeah. nowhere. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, just out of nowhere. Just fish sex. I want to see if anyone reacts to that. The woman behind the table at that tent looks up at Rooster. Excuse me? We don't have that kind of stuff here. The kids down the way might, but that's not something we sell here. But what? I was talking about caviar. You notice that there are prints of different types of beach scenes and water scenes and lighthouses here. <laughs> oh, she just, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just thinking it would go really well with a lobster roll, but I mean, fine. If that's where your brain goes, far be it from me to, uh, to judge. She kind of, she squints her eyes and she looks at you like she's judging you. She opens her eyes as though she's made a judgment. How wide do her eyes open? Out of curiosity. Normal with. Excellent, thank you. I'm going to take a wild guess as to what that judgment was. And while Rooster was kind of distracting the woman in this booth, Quinn tried to separate to make it seem like she wasn't with them. Um, but also to kind of use a distraction as a chance to just discreetly look at the booth next door where Rowan had smelled to see if she can see the person working that booth. Or that tent, sorry. It is a tent of candles and scents, oils, stones, the non-burny type of smelly type of things, like the rubber that's been impregnated with the smell. It has all of these smelly type of items. And you see a blonde woman in sequined jeans and a fashion t-shirt that has a lot of sequins and a ball cap that also has seen way too much bedazzling and uh, damaged frosted hair. On the hat, you've seen these hats before. They're, they usually have like a cross on them. You notice this one has a fish on it. Now, normally you'd see that you've seen this, but in this environment, it kind of makes you go, hmm. It's a Jesus fish? Yes, but there's no cross, just the fish. She looks at you. Hi. Oh, hi. I just, you know, browsing. Are you looking for anything in particular? I've got lots of stuff. No, I just... Honestly, the tent smells so good. I had to see what you were sell selling. Oh, thank you. All of these are all natural products. There are very, you know, only chemicals that are found in nature. No man-made chemicals are making these odors. These are beeswax candles. The beeswax is I have flown in from an island off of uh, the eastern coast of Massachusetts. Oh, are you from Massachusetts? No, I'm from Mustang. Oh, Wow, why did you choose that supplier? It's so far. Family. Got it. Well, I'll just look around. And and while Quinn is speaking with the vendor, she will, without staring too much, try to just see if there are any features that look off. Yes, 
the work that she's had on her chin, she should have stopped about three or four sessions beforehand. Okay. Her nose, though, is perfect. <laughs> and she knows it. <laughs> oh, oh, I have some hair care products as well. It definitely works with uh, with skin and scalp. It's a sea salt scrub. I think you, I think you would appreciate it. And she kind of like gives a look and a wink. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You know, let me just look around. Okay. Have a good day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. She says, <laughs> like a little stiffly. And she'll like pretend to browse for maybe like a minute before rejoining the group. Okay. <laughs> and she runs off. Oh my God. No, just kidding. <laughs> what, are, what are River Rooster and Rowan doing? Apparently, I'm distracting this person with fish sex. (laughs) (laughs) Are you continuing that conversation? Yes, Rooster absolutely is. Trying to play the straight man of just, I don't know why you have this dirty mind. That's what caviar is. They're fish eggs. And you, you can tell that she's getting a little bit blushed in the face. You're making her feel uncomfortable in weird ways. How old is she? 30 or 40. Oh, okay. Not the right kind of weird ways for Rooster, apparently. Yeah, he's just gonna keep going on. Actually, has he noticed that Quinn is gone? Uh, not unless he's really looking for it. Because I was thinking, if he realizes that he's a distraction, then he absolutely will keep going. Otherwise, he's just being an ass. I mean, at, at what point does just being an ass intersect with tactical awareness? Exactly. You do realize she's, after a few moments, you're like looking around, you're like, oh yeah, Quinn's gone. She slipped. Oh, I realize I'm a distraction. Cool. Then I'm just going to keep going until Quinn's back. Okay. What is Rowan doing? I'm going to range a little ways away from this conversation because I know better than to get caught in the crossfire <laughs> when Rooster is doing this. <laughs> But range a little ways away and just like, you know, taking in the crowd, taking in everything that's going on, getting, you know, are there carnival games? Is there, you know, yes. t- just taking in all of the everything and trying to get a lay of the land and still watching for any familiar faces. There are carnival games. You also do notice that there is a paper bingo, like gambling type of tent. Wait, wait a second. Carnival games. Is there a dunk tank? Is, yes. is there like pin the nose on the marlin? No, there is not, but there is there is a ring toss. You do notice that they've got hermit crabs. They don't have fish, goldfish that, that end up, uh, you know, dying or getting swallowed by frat boy pranks. I'm basically using Rooster as a visual anchor to, to, to come back to because he's tall and I can spot him in a crowd, but ranging a little ways away so that it's not like, here is a clump of outsiders. Easy target. River. Oh, I'll find an interesting looking booth. Okay. So there is a booth um, not far away that has snow globes and it has underwater scenes in the snow globes. Okay. Is that interesting enough? Does that pique River's interest? That could be good. That seems interesting. I want to go up and uh, start, you know, picking up one of the snow globes. Do they have snow in them? Some of them have snow in them. Some of them have other particulates in them. It's a really nice work. Nothing that you would say would be, you know, mind-blowing. But it's, they're neat. They're not particularly inexpensive, but they're not expensive either. They all go for about, you know, between $12 and $15. So pretty expensive for a snow globe or, like, definitely expensive for, like, a bizarre-type carnival thing. But not for, you know, something that has been decently made. Okay. So I I just want to start chatting with the uh, vendor there and... Do you have a festival for Father's Day every year? Yeah, every year. Uh, Same day. Same day. Yeah, June June 10th. 10th. Is is that Father's birthday or something? How'd you know? Yes, it is, exactly. Well, just a guess. Are you from around here? Yes. Yes, yes. Um, I don't live very far away. Uh, I make make all of these. These are all all handmade. Oh, wow. That's, That's impressive. Where do you get your inspiration? Uh... Here and there, uh, a lot of things come to me just as I'm, as I'm looking at, you know, the materials that I have and I put them together. You know, some come in dreams and other times they're just, you know, uh, imagination run amok. Or should I say swum amok? <laughs> that's, that's good. Cause yeah. So which one of these came to in a dream? Oh, all right. And he, and he stands up and he, and he walks over to a larger one. 
and there is a reef with a building built in the reef. This one was a dream. Now, I can't tell you too much about it because that was my dream, but maybe you'll have your own dream about it, yes? Oh, you don't tell other people about your dreams? I don't always. I let them see what my dreams are. Well, isn't that the whole point of dreams, to, to share them? Sometimes. But I don't want to, you know, impart my dreams upon you. I don't want you necessarily dreaming what I dream. I want you to dream what you want to dream. Dreams are powerful. Oh, I, I suppose they are when you think of it. You'd say they send you on a river of dreams. It's nice. Yes, it would be, wouldn't it? So, I've titled this one Devil's Reef. Would you like it? It seems to call to you. Devil's Reef? Is, is that based on a real place? Well, there are a couple devil reefs in the world, yes. Oh. Where, where's this one? He just smiles. I think that it's just in my dream. Ah. Uh, well, maybe it doesn't exist anymore. Maybe not, but I've put it here, so... Uh, object permanence, right? As long as this is made here, then it stays, stays alive somewhere. Is that what they say of legends? Uh, yeah, I guess they do. As long as somebody remembers a thing, then it's not entirely gone. Yeah, well, hopefully this, uh, this stays in your memory and just doesn't float away. I think it will. Would you like to buy it? I'll give you, I'll give you a discount. Instead of $30, I'll sell it to you for 20 I'll have to think it over for, for a bit. Okay, well, I'll keep it here. If anybody asks, I'll say I'm holding it for someone. Someone special like you. Oh, uh, you don't have to do that. I think I'll be seeing you again. Do you not? Well, you you enjoy the day. You too. Happy Father's Day. Is it your father? Uh, not necessarily, but it is Father's Day. So we do celebrate. We get together and, and have a good time. I'm just, you know, a little bit confused because, you know, most places they, they celebrate Father's Day on a different day. Oh, we celebrate that one as well. And I will I will gladly give my give my papa a call. Well, that's good. You should do that. So there's Father's Day, and then there's Father's Day. Yes. Okay. You know, this is a celebration to have through once, just once a year. The other Father's Day, we can celebrate that all the time, but this one is just today. No, no, the other Father's Day is also once a year. Right, but we can celebrate that, and celebrate that father throughout the year. This one, we can only do today. Why is that? Because it's his birthday. Well, I mean, you can still celebrate him, even if it's not his birthday, can't you? Ah, uh, but then the dreams don't come that right. The dreams don't come. The dreams only come on Father's Day? No, 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 no. But the good ones do. The good ones. Can I meet Father? I don't think so. Well, actually, you might be able to. How would I go about doing that? His eyes narrow and his pupils enlarge on Saturday evening. What about Saturday evening? You can meet Father. Here? Yes. Well, isn't that interesting? I know you will want to join us. Join uh, you in doing what? Celebrating Father, of course. But it won't be Father's Day anymore. Oh, that's today. We're going to celebrate Father today. All right. Not Saturday. No, 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 no. That's just today. It's, today is Thursday. I know sometimes the days just all roll together. Like a rolling wave splashing against the rocks. So nothing special is happening on Saturday. No, nothing. Why? Why? I, not that I know of. What are you doing on Saturday? Well, you can come back on Saturday, but I don't think anybody will be here. I won't be selling these. I do have a website, though. And if you want to pick up, I will be happy for you to pick them up on Saturday. Well, with any luck, I'll be home uh, by Saturday. Okay. Where's home? Oh, California. Mm. Wish they all could be California girls. Oh, they're all nice, though. He, and, he, and he smiles at you. Well, I won't take up any more of your time. Well, I look forward to talking with you later. Have a good day. Well, thank you. You too. All right. So, what's everybody else doing? I'm finally going to take pity on this woman and leave her with the images of fish sex. Okay. Yeah, and I feel like Quinn has rejoined the group, though the group's kind of spread, though. I mean, the only person she sees is Rooster. <laughs> So, Rooster, your mission has been accomplished. Your distractions are, are complete as Quinn returns back to your side. I'll look at her and go, So, food? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just start walking over and head towards the food trucks. Quinn will kind of look around. Where are the others? Roaming. So we're not a big group. 
You look around, you do see them. It's not so packed as though that you'll lose them, just in, if you look for them. But if, uh, you know, you don't actively keep your eyes open, then, Got it. yeah. Okay. I'll note Quinn rejoining Rooster and the two of them walking off and note it, but not move to join them because, as Rooster said, large clumps of outsiders. You notice that there is a Navajo fry bread place here, as well as the, the two food trucks. Quinn, like, originally was drawn to the lobster roll, but she's a little curious about the fry bread because she she wants to at least go look at who's running the truck, like if it's native. Yeah, they're native. Yeah, we're going there. Yeah, she wants to maybe be able to chat with them. Uh, River's going to go there too because she's not in the mood for seafood for some reason. They do have a, you know, a shrimp offering. They've got a fish as well as, you know, on the fry bread, but they've also got pizza-style fry bread, as well as, you know, hamburger, like a taco, you know, even a dessert fry bread as well. Quinn will probably order one of the non-seafood options. Okay. All right. <laughs> like the taco seasoning one. The, yeah. The taco one. And while okay. she's ordering, she'll try to make some small talk. Uh, oh, you guys local? You have, you have a storefront or just the truck? Just the truck. We don't have a storefront. We do pretty good doing these little, little events. Hmm. Have you worked this event before? Yeah, last year and the year before. You're not local. <laughs> we're kind of new. Anything we should uh, check out while we're at the festival? Uh, honestly, the shrimp stuff is pretty good. The bands are usually okay. It's a small, it's a small little get together. They get busy. And they know how to have a good time, and they usually stop selling alcohol around eleven thirty midnight. Doesn't mean they stop serving it. Got it. How long do you guys stay? Uh, we'll be here until about 11.30 midnight as well. I mean, it's still, it goes on all night, but, you know, uh, sometimes you just want to crash. I understand. All day out in the sun. Even if you're from here, it bears on you. Do you know many of the people in town? This town, do you know any many of the people in Mustang? Uh, no, the, the Raven family are the ones that, that call us in. You know, they brought us in, their, their cousins, but uh, oh. we're uh, we're pretty good. We're, we're kind of outsiders, but they like the food, so we keep coming back, and the money's great. <laughs> I understand. And she'll, like, she'll kind of indicate their seat while looking forward to it. It'll be up in a moment. Do you folks uh, celebrate Father's Day, too? The guy that, that you guys are talking with uh, looks at you. Sure. You get a feeling they're not being sincere. Yeah, I don't need to roll psychology, whatever it is in this game. Seems a little odd to me. You ever have dreams after one of these things? He pulls back a little bit and looks at you sideways. Yeah. Why? Well, one of the other fellows said that's why they have the festival. So they can dream. He turns and looks to the, a woman that's also working as well, and talks really quickly, but you hear the language of Danae, and he looks back and goes, yeah, we, uh, yeah, something, something like that. Are they good dreams? What kind of fry bread do you want? Pizza. All right, one pizza coming up. How about you? Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Hey, here's, here's the, the taco, and hands the order over to Quinn. Uh, your pizza ones will be up in a, in a couple minutes, okay? Thank you. Then he heads off and he's talking with, with the woman. You, you have a feeling that's they're related somehow. They might be siblings. They're talking quietly in their native language. Food in hand and quite a few you know more people rolling in. Um, you've been here for maybe a half an hour or so. Nobody seems to be paying you any mind. What is it that you guys would like to do? Enjoy the band? Sit down? Uh, spark up conversation with locals. Go try your hands at some uh, games of chance. Rowan's still split from the others at the moment. She's keeping half an eye on Rooster because he's tall and she can. But she's letting herself be alone in the crowd to get the sense of the people and try to track down that sense of something not quite being right. So... She's not really doing anything but moving with the ebb and flow of the, of the crowd, just letting it carry her. River? I like to go over and be closer to the church. The, the theater? theater? Yeah. Rooster? 
I want to figure out if there is any way to get into that theater. Okay. And Quinn? Quinn will have grabbed a cold drink and tried to see if there's any seating, a shaded area, and mm-hmm. kind of sit and eat, but use that opportunity of just sitting and eating to scan the crowd. Anything, any again, once again, anyone who looks familiar or anyone with features that are different or just anything out of the ordinary. You do see one fellow whose nose is very flat and his face almost seems though it's squished in from the sides. His eyes don't seem to be facing forward. With it being squished in, his eyes kind of look out as though his face is very narrow. And he's just enjoying the festival or yeah he's talking to you know someone that looks perfectly normal and actually outside of his face he looks perfectly normal he's got a uh, arizona diamondbacks hat on and dressed in like everybody else just his face is a little bit weird it's like his face is almost like a fish face <laughs> right yeah she'll keep that person in sight and also make note of who they're talking to you follow along River and Rooster, you guys kind of make your way toward the movie theater. There is a door at the back of the movie theater, and there is a good-sized padlock underneath a rubber flap that you can see that's locked the back door. There is a fire escape that leads up. It's a ladder that you need to jump up and grab and pull down. leads up to the rooftop itself. The back wall is pretty flat. I mean, it is a brick wall and it is painted white, so it's going to make a great canvas for the projector when they're projecting the films across uh, onto it. Right now, you do see that there are two large, good-sized speakers are near the wall itself to provide a pretty good sound for the films that they plan on viewing later on. But there doesn't look like there's going to be any way to get into that theater unnoticed? No. Okay. It is smack dab in the middle of everything. There's no real way to sneak up to that and open up the door with everyone kind of watching or paying attention. You might be able to. You'd have to be very, very sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. But that's going to be very, very sneaky, sneaky. I do not trust my dice for that kind of thing. Looking around situational awareness, tactical awareness, you are way too exposed to the possibility of being seen. All right, so we're not getting in that way. The other thing I'm doing is keeping an eye out for the crew from Brazil. Okay. You don't see them here. Beyond that, I'm just going to sort of make sure I have head on a swivel, making sure I have the general idea of where the others are. River, you're keeping your eyes open, and you see a tall blonde fellow carrying a video camera, and a blonde woman with short hair power walking with a microphone back into the area where the festivities are being held. Oh shit, the press is here. Rowan, do you see Chris Price walking into the festival here? Do I think she's seen me? Yes, because she's walking directly to you. The cameraman is does not appear to be filming. He has the camera by his side. It's not up on his shoulder. If he's filming, it's not going to be your best angle or her best angle. But, you know, guerrilla journalism as it is, as you will, that's always something. But you don't see a little red light on the camera. Doesn't mean okay. it's not taped over or... Or anything fun like that. Well. All right. Then I will not attempt to duck away because... Ugh. And just kind of settle back on my heels and wait. Quinn, you also notice this as you're like panning and looking at people. You see Chris Price, the journalist, is approaching Agent Rowan at speed. Quinn will make her way over there. She's not quite sure what she's going to do. All she knows is this is not a good idea, but also that Chris Price never saw her, so she wouldn't recognize her. Rooster, because you're kind of scouting the building. You go around one side and you see that two kids are like huddled over, two young teenagers, maybe 13, 14 years old are huddled around looking at a magazine. Fish sex. (laughs) Do you you clear your throat? throat) No, I don't. Can I tell... Oh, God, I know where this is going. Can I tell what kind of magazine it is? Yes, it's a girly magazine. It's a nudie magazine. Are there fish faces? 
You glance over. One of the kids looks back at you, huh, and you see a fish head on a naked woman's body. He rolls, he, like he closes it and rolls it up. His eyes real wide, not wide in that look, but wide in. Oh, I've been caught. I'm gonna look at him and go, "What was she that ugly?" Uh. He elbows his buddy, and then they run off. And he tosses the the magazine, and it goes into a bush. Nice turn of phrase there. Ah, fish sex. I'm going to retrieve the magazine, if for nothing else, for evidence. Complete your collection? That too. Because is this one from the 70s? This one is from 1980. This is January 1st, right when the other ones end. Oh, God. It is the same collection. Yes. Yep, I'm retrieved. I'm going to roll it up, kind of stick it inside the baseball bag. And I'm going to go find Rowan at this point. All right. Rowan. Who's about to have a very bad day. Chris Price appears in front of you. Taking in the local activities, I see. Good afternoon, Miss Price. How are you? It's entirely too hot, but otherwise, things are going well. She looked down at the camera. She looks at you. Off the record, have you gotten any leads to the Avril House? I'm going to actually reach into my pocket and pull out my wallet and pull out the $100 bill that I grabbed from the manager and hand it to her and say, I think you lost something with a hotel manager. She snatches it out of your hand. There's the venom in the look that she's giving you. Good. And I put my wallet back in my pocket. It's my duty to find out what's best for the community. On or off the record, I am not at liberty to discuss an open investigation. But there has to be something that we could tell people. Tell people that the FBI is investigating. And then what? Another another family is going to disappear or get carved up like the other ones? And people around have kind of like turned and looked at her. And they're looking at you. And Rowan's head actually comes up a little bit at that because this is the first time that she's heard of more than one family. How about we take this conversation not in the the middle of the main thoroughfare? Okay. Now, like, tilt my head a little bit towards somewhere with shade, for God's sake. I'm in Kevlar. (laughs) I don't say that out loud, but I'm finding shade. Um, so you guys see that they kind of head off in another direction. Quinn will see that they're going off to a different direction, but she also, I think she can tell that Rowan seems confident in that she has a situation under control so she will keep a distance like follow in the general direction to just be an eye but not like try to join them yeah i had the same idea but i want to be behind chris price so that rowan can see me and i want to be able to hear what's going on if possible because she knows who i am and i want to be able to jump in and be obnoxious if the need arises and river yeah i also want to at least keep them within sight But look innocuous. Quinn, as you're walking away, you see a bunch of kids at a table and they're playing a card game. And one of them says something that makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Hey man, I'll give you that magic card if you give me the Kanika card. Yeah, she'll stop. She won't whip her head around just yet. She'll glance over towards Rowan just to make sure she's okay. She'll probably notice that Rooster and River have their eyes on her. And she'll try to maybe discreetly turn in a way that she can get a little closer and at least overhear more of what they're saying. Oh, Sammy, that's a sweet Sheila card, isn't it? I can't give you that. It's just a Magikarp. Nobody likes Magikarp. It's just a fish. doesn't do anything. She is just going to try to get closer so she can look at the cards. (laughs) She'll try to, like, stay unnoticed, but her curiosity is just getting the better of her. Give me a stealth roll. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I don't have... Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a fail. (laughs) 60 out of uh, 10. Yeah, that's a fail. Yeah. The one kid looks up at you. So, you play? I said, do you play? She'll look at the other kids when that voice comes out. They are paused. When I mean they're paused, their movements are stopped. She'll also look around surrounding people. Everybody else is moving. Just the one sitting at the table. Do you play? 
I'm certain Sammy doesn't want to give up his Kanika card. Quinn will take a deep breath. Depends what we're playing. Do you have a magic carp or a Gyarados? Something of value? I'm afraid I don't have any of those. Can I see the cards you have? With a quick flick of the hand, there is a foil Pokemon-style card that says Kanika on it. You can't make out the image on it because the way the light is reflecting off of it, but you can see the name as clear as day. I don't know much about this game. Do you want to explain it to me? Sure. We battle each other until one dies. Would you like to play? Quinn will look back again. When you look back after you changed your gaze from them back to other ones, you see there the kid that was playing, his head is back down, and, and he's shuffling a deck and puts it down and looks up. She goes, hey, hi. And one guy looks up at him. How's it going? Yeah, she'll notice everyone's unpaused. Yeah. Mind an observer? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. One of them looks at you. Like, he looks you up and down. Goes, I don't think you're too old for this. You probably played this when you were a kid, right? I uh, didn't play a lot of the same games as other kids, so unfortunately I don't know this one. Well, sit down. We could teach you. Okay. And she's going to go for it. <laughs> She's going to try to catch a glimpse of those cards that have the recognizable names to see if she can see any of the images. You watch them play and you're keeping your eyes open for that and it's taking a little bit of time. At the end of the game, you do not see any cards with strange names and the kid that had the Kanika card went through his deck. Yeah, she's going to be a bit confused about that. Hold that thought for a moment. Screen wipe over to Rowan. Rowan, you see behind Price... Rooster kind of walks up with his baseball bag over his shoulder. And River is kind of hanging out on the outskirts, not far from view either. I will mark them with just quick glances. Don't give Price any sign that I'm, you know, looking at something over her shoulder, but do a a quick little head tilt just to indicate to my team, I see you. They recognize that. So what can you tell me? I'm very curious about what you might be able to tell me. Are the Abrols not the first? Oh no, they're the first, but I'm certain that there will be more, especially with the way that it was done. This isn't something that's just one and done and goes away, especially with the killers out there. Mass murderers are rare-ish. This wasn't, this didn't seem like a mass murder. This seems like a serial killer. That's why they brought the FBI in, yes? There were a few very curious things about it that got the FBI's attention. She's nodding and she's affirming her own thoughts. Sure, she can have the confirmation bias. I'll let her have that one. There's going to be another one. It's how they work. True. I've I've been with the FBI a few years and you see things. I'm not as certain as you are that there's going to be another. But then I'm also not from this community. So tell me, Chris Price, are, are you from Yuma? Are you from Mustang? Yes, I'm from Yuma. Not from Mustang, though. Fair enough. Did you know the Abrils? Had you ever met them? We did a live shot at their old car wash a few years back, but I wouldn't say I knew them. Hmm. Well, I'm afraid I don't have a whole lot to disclose at this time, of course, since it is an active investigation and it's only been going for... I'll actually look, look very pointedly at my watch, which has the date on it. Slightly less than a week at this point. Hmm. So we're no closer to finding out who did this, and closer to them doing it again. Unfortunately, with investigations like this, rushing will cause things to go haywire very quickly. The FBI digs and digs. It is a slow-moving machine, but it the mill grinds slow, but fine. So we're not going to find out an answer to this anytime soon, while the killer is out there. When we are prepared to make a statement, and when we are prepared to make arrests, you'll be one of the first to know. She looks at you and and nods and makes some kind of assessment or judgment. Miss Price, you have to understand that a killer is someone who would watch the media, especially someone who's known for being provocative as you are. If I give you anything, they will change their methods, and then they will kill again. And that will be, at least partially, on your and my heads. That's why we don't put out information about serial killers because there are copycats and they can change their methods and keep going without getting caught. Okay. So please understand, I'm not trying to keep the truth from the people. I am trying to keep this from happening again. All right. Damn it. Damn it. 
Alright, looks like I'm going to be doing a puff piece on Father's Day. Well, it looks like an interesting local festival. Yep. Miss Price, you get into very interesting places and meet interesting people. If you come across any information that I might be able to use, would you be willing to pass it along? Yes, but obviously, you know, journalists has to keep their sources private, close to the chest. But if it leads to finding out who did this, then definitely. Excellent. And I respect journalistic integrity and journalistic ethics, of course. And I'll pull one of my cards out of the little folder that I use for it and hand it to her. She takes it. She looks at it. She snaps her fingers and the cameraman hands her one of her own and she hands it to you. And I'll add it to the collection of cards that I'm gathering on the other side. It's one of those like flip open card things. One side is filled with my cards. The other side has all of the cards that I collect on each case. In some ways, Rowan is surprisingly old fashioned. She's like, all right, well, have a good day. Enjoy your time here. Thank you very much. Have a good day, Miss Price. She turns around on her heel and almost runs into Rooster. She gives you this look of disdain. You can smell and sense the bitterness just from the look that she gives you, Rooster. I mean, does she say anything? Or Nope. I'm just going to kind of grin. Just, oh my gosh, Miss Price. I, I, I never got to give you that drink. Can I get you one now? And she just brushes past you, almost trying to shoulder past you. Like, shoulder check you. Yeah, that's not happening. She's gonna bounce. (laughs) She shoulder checks you, and she takes it worse than she gave. Because I imagine her being, like, a short blonde woman. She's actually quite tall. Is she taller than Rowan? Yes. Ha, that's hilarious. Okay. I still don't imagine her actually pushing Rooster out of the way. Oh, she's not. Like I said, she takes she takes it much worse than she gives. She bounces off your shoulder. She tried to shoulder check you. It just didn't happen. Didn't work well. I'm going to let her go. I'll give her a little bit of time to get away before walking up to Rooster. Well, less informative than I had hoped, but interesting nonetheless. I didn't do anything. She pushed me. Nope. She did. Uh, so, um... I, I got some information. Oh? Not sure I want to show it to you right here, though. Okay. Uh, remember those magazines from our green box? <sighs> Caught some kids reading the very next one in line with the same treatment. I've got it in the bag, and, uh... No, we can we can look at that at that later. That's Wait, fine. Wait, we are, are we at that point now? <laughs> Not my type, Betty. Uh, okay. That said, I wonder where the previous R cell got that collection of mags from. I wonder very much if it had anything to do with Innsmouth. I was gonna say maybe Massachusetts. And again, I'm keeping my voice low because I do not want people outside of our little circle hearing me say the I word. All I know is that mermaids aren't a thing anymore. I'm now going to be annoying River by doing the hand thing and saying fish sex every time. Please, I'm begging you for the sake of my sanity. Please don't. But th- but that does make Rowan laugh in spite of her protest. Just like, that's so stupid. River, you see them talking and Rooster makes a hand motion and Rowan starts to laugh. Are you going to rejoin your friends? I will walk up to them and say, has anybody seen Quinn? Not recently. I thought she was with you. All right, let's go look for our missing shrink. Quinn. The kids are really trying to teach you the game. They actually, one of them produces a small deck and they're like, hey, let's play a a quick game. It looks like you might dig it. And they're very kind teenagers. You know, a lot of times teenagers are jaded or whatnot. The one whose voice changed and their eyes changed is especially engaged in talking with you. Not as though it's like a, a crush type thing, but more of like, this is interesting. This is someone wants to learn the game and they're engaging in their geekdom and their fandom to someone that wants to listen. And the kid's doing a pretty damn good job explaining a fairly complex game. And she'll pay attention and try to get into learning the game because she notices that it's getting the positive reaction. And so, and while 
she's playing the game, she'll try to small talk them. So, I mean, I assume you all live here in Mustang? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're all from Mustang. And there's another game going on right next door. Like, right, not, not right next door, but, you know, sitting right next to you. You see the rest of Arcel kind of coming up behind this kid. You can see them. They don't seem to be walking menacingly at all. And you kind of glance at the game being played to your right. One of them throws down a card. The loser kind of says, shit. And the winner goes, Aya, Dagon, Aya! Quinn instinctively whips her head around and then kind of looks around at her group and says, interesting way to celebrate there. The kid that won is obviously late and the other one's like, and starts collecting his his deck and uh, shuffling the cards. Man... So Quinn sees the Arcel group? Yes. Quinn will look at Rowan. Did Rowan hear that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, she's walk- she was walking next to Rooster, and she just about jumps out of her skin when she hears that. Because it was loud, and it startled her, and it also was something that she's just like, why, why, stop it. But is able to, like, collect herself and be like, <sighs> right, okay shove the glasses up her nose a little resentfully. So Quinn brings her attention back to her group here and kind of tries to get comfortable, look a little cool, and says, so what's the best thing to do around this festival? What's your favorite part every year? At midnight, they stop checking IDs and they stop selling beer. Okay. And he winks at you. Got it. (laughs) Any planned activities that are your favorite? The movies are a good time. So that's all you do to celebrate Father's Day? You just watch movies? And just be around friends and family. It's nice. Family's very important. Quinn will genuinely nod at that. It is indeed. You're not doing very well in the game, and eventually he wins. What is everybody else doing? It's getting later. You guys have been here for maybe an hour or so. They're actually more like two hours. It just seems like a bizarre. Like a bizarre bizarre. Yeah. And Quinn is thinking that, like, she doesn't feel like they've gotten too much. And so she is actually pretty impatient to try to rejoin the group to just check in and see what the game plan is. So the old guy wants to know if, like, River would be the right age to have played this game with. Yes. He's 30. He's exactly the right age to have have played this game. Pokemon, absolutely. He'll come up behind Quinn and start giving her advice. Okay. Yeah, and Rowan's a full-blown geek, so she's she's all over the Pokemon thing. Rooster just rolls his eyes and goes, God, I stole lunch money from kids who played this. The kid looks up at you, and his eyes get a little bit darker. The other kids stop playing. Try it, punk. I just look at him. I don't need to steal lunch money anymore. No, you just steal lives. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Laura Domingo, and I play Quinn. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 2 is based on the scenario Ex Oblivioni by Dennis Detweiler. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Victor Von B., Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, and Ben Warner. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redactor Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week 
because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe.